0: you're listening to linked a.m. tell your story on linked live and get noticed you're listening to carl wolfenden on the business class show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed any financial statements are the opinions of the individual and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions upgrade your listening to business class the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats so sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week Howdy, folks here he is the texas brit the guy with the stiff upper lip filling his 10 gallon hat and his cowboy boots carl wolfenden good morning good morning and welcome to linked am here on business class news and of course uh, you know we, we've been having uh, some interesting things happen on the uh, uh, on the podcast now of course as you know or you may have known and uh, you know, we, uh, we, we, we honoured uh, my home country uh, this week. Of course, we had the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. And, uh, you know, uh, just a couple of days ago, we had the, uh, the funeral. And I'm always um, amazed at the, uh, the, the actual tradition and all of the things that go on and amazed by the outpouring of um, support. Um, from here, over here in the U.S., um, as you know, I'm based here in Dallas, Texas, and um, you know everybody's come up to me and given me a hug. It's been quite, quite nice actually, uh, but uh, it's a, it's, it's onto a new area, era, and so we, uh, we, we, we've honoured that on uh, business class news. Now, of course, over the past few weeks, and then two years prior to that. Of course, we've been uh, celebrating the future of the workforce. Um, What do we mean by that? Well, we've been having interviews and stories uh, with uh, CEOs, CTOs, all sorts of business leaders about how they are looking for that future workforce. And so we decided two years ago to, uh, to create um, sort of a special feature that really celebrated that. And what do, what does that mean? Well, it means that students um, need to start to, uh, take more notice of the disciplines and we've we've got a uh, an actual section called innovate mm-hmm. five and the five is of course the acronym for steam and um, that's science technology engineering arts and we add that arts to the stem piece and then of course mathematics and um I, I was introduced to this uh, young lady um, and, uh, and and the organization that she runs. And that's, uh, of course, Janie Bordner. She's the executive director of, a, of an organization called New Horizons. And they do an amazing job. Of actually doing after-school programs uh, in ISDs in independent school districts, and uh, specifically um, over in in uh, in Dallas, and uh, I believe they're going to expand. But I'm going to ask Janie about that because she joins me today in the studio, um, and in our virtual studio. Janie, welcome to Linked AM on Business Class News. Good
1: morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: So. Um, I, I got introduced to you by one, one of my colleagues as such, and uh, started to learn a little bit about your organisation. And I was amazed because, as I just said in my pre-introduction, you know, it's it, it's become very obvious that in the United States we need to actually increase the amount of students really taking up the disciplines of STEAM, uh, and re- because that's where. You know, employment is future employment and the self-development of individuals. Uh, and your program actually takes them at a very young age uh, in at-risk areas, which I, that's what I really wanted to, to understand a little bit more about, at-risk areas um, in, in the North Texas area. Is that correct?
1: It is. We work with both Dallas and Fort Worth um, independent school districts, but we also work with community partners as well in both Dallas and Fort Worth.
0: So, so explain a little bit more about w- what the programs do. So, you know, you've got you, you got all these kids that you know. Sometimes they, they the, the school bell goes, and then they they go off, and then we don't know where they go. So it's important for the, you. You have this this program that you know, brings them under your wing and then starts to educate them and takes them through different elements of, you know, additional learning after school hours, correct?
1: Yes, so we do after school and summer camps and we do just STEM camps actually in the summer, but... We work with um, any youth that really has been deemed to be at risk of something, whether they are uh, you know, members of a single parent household, whether they are in, they live in poverty, whether they have some, um, some sort of maybe their absenteeism is kind of up, uh, if they are reading behind their grade levels. We work with children from kindergarten to eighth grade. And our program really focuses on a mentorship kind of program where we pair up students with uh, either reading partners or mentors um, in a really, really kind of a one-on-one or a very low uh, child teacher ratio after school. And just because we really think that the mentorship is really what makes the biggest difference. Being able to know how to grow those relationships is really critical, especially at this age. And as everybody knows, if you don't read on your grade level by the time you end third grade, your chance of graduating, especially in Dallas ISD, is probably less than 80%. Wow. So it's, you know, it's really it's really important to make sure that kids are on their reading level. And reading helps with every other, you know, every other uh subject. I mean, you cannot learn math, you cannot learn science, you cannot do anything if you can't read. So reading is very fundamental. However, we do um, help in other areas as well. We really want to give them an opportunity to really learn how or nurture their love of learning so that they go beyond high school, whether it is to college, whether it's to trade school. You know, we just want them to be able to be successful feel good about going to school, and really, you know, just making sure that they have every opportunity to reach their full potential. So, this little thing that happened, you know, in 2020, the pandemic, really kind of set learning and ISDs back. This learning loss that everybody is talking about is a real and a very scary thing. Um, we are seeing children on their, uh, you know, their test scores Really scoring below where we were scoring back in 2018, 2019. So, learning loss, you know, even in uh, DISD and Fort Worth ISD, kids have learned, have lost almost a year and a half's worth of learning. We were at New Horizons, we were the only after school program that remained open when the school shut down in Dallas. And we did that because we Knew that kids needed something. We were going to need help. They'd never gone to school virtually before, so we took three days and we became a total virtual program. So now we're both virtual and in person again. But we knew that we couldn't just abandon our kids and hope and pray for the best. It was very important for us to stay connected.
0: So, so just just so um, I I put it into context with, with with the listeners and the viewers here. So. So the the after school program is it is it pre high school pre middle school how does it how does it work what are the age bands?
1: Uh, we're in from kindergarten through eighth grade, and then it, we work with our eighth graders and some ninth graders to become mentors to the younger children as well. So we're you know we're really trying to keep uh you know keep that mentorship all kind of together. And it's really important. And the thing that we can do that a lot of people can't is that we can follow these kids from kindergarten all the way through eighth grade to see how they're doing and you know what else they might need. And so we've really learned how to listen to our families and our kids more during the pandemic. And uh, it's really important that we offer kind of a holistic way of working with our kids because. You know, sometimes learning loss is not just about what's happening in the classroom. It's about, you know, they they may have an unstable home environment. They, you know, their parents may be worried if their electricity is going to be on when they get off work, you know, or they may have lost their job during the pandemic. So there's just a lot of things that, uh, you know, go into really um, making children successful in school, and so we decided that we were just going to take a very holistic approach and work with the whole family, and really, you know, hear what they need and try to. If we don't, oh. Oh.
0: guys, could you turn your videos off, please? Because we lost some bandwidth there, uh, and I think it's because we got too much. Um... Yeah, thank you, Janie. Sorry about that. It, it, it kind of froze up. Um, I think we you we were talking about um, how how you're how you can take them. You you're following them through from from kindergarten all the way through. So if, if you wouldn't mind uh, just picking it up from there.
1: Yeah, we're, we are uh, able to follow our kids from kindergarten all the way through eighth grade. So we are able to figure out really what style of learning works best for them. We uh, have a relationship with their teachers and the administrators of their schools so that we can do individual learning plans. So it's very individualized, but we also found out from listening to our parents and our kids that we needed to be very holistic. We need to offer services that help the whole family. So we try to get the parents involved as much as we possibly can. And, uh, you know, we really want to make sure that the whole family is getting services in order to make the child as successful as they can be in school.
0: So is there there any statistics or any coloration between a a student coming through your program? And then you talked about you know, it's so important to, to learn about reading, etc., and then graduating. Is there, is there a statistic that says because they went through your program, they actually graduated more or, or you got, is, is, that, is that anything? Is that a, a statistic?
1: Oh, we we uh, really have a lot of outcomes that we measure, and one of, one of which is 100% of the students that go through our programs will read at or above their grade level by the end of the first year. And that will just continue as they go. Eighty five percent of the children that attend when they start in sixth grade go on to graduate high school. So we really are able to be very successful. And and like I said, it's because we can follow our kids for we're not a huge um, nonprofit. We're kind of small. We serve 300 children. And that's pretty big for us because we only served 150 last year. So we intentionally decided we were going to double this year and hopefully we'll double next year. But there are just so many kids that need help. But we wanted to do it. We wanted to, we want to expand, but we want to make sure that we're doing it right and we're doing it very uh, cautiously. Uh, we want to make sure that we have enough uh, financial support, enough you know, bandwidth to be able to do it very well.
0: Well, that was my next question about what What are your plans? Because you you, you started off in Dallas ISD, from I here, and now you're yes. in Fort Worth, et cetera. So you're expanding, etc. Um, and and I had a smile on my face. The the, the audio listeners, the podcast listeners, want to say because I heard you say, you know, you doubled from 150 to 300. I mean, that's that's an amazing, uh, you know, expansion. So so it, the, obviously the needs there. Because you've got so well, you've you, the it's that supply and demand, isn't it? We know we know that the demand is there now. You've got to, you know, be able to deliver. Um, because it sounds like you've got a very set curriculum which has been working yes. very successfully. Now you've got that model and you could put it anywhere, couldn't you?
1: Absolutely, and that is exactly our point. Although, uh, we do have an outline of what our programs look like, and we are faith-based, which is another difference, Um, and uh, because it's not that we preach at children, and we certainly don't um, say that you can't come to our programs if you are not, uh, you know, a believer. However, we do have social-emotional learning components that are based on some sort of biblical concept, like you know, be respectful of each other, be, uh, you know, kind towards each other, you know, that sort of thing. So we are also faith-based, which is a little bit different as well. However, yes, we did start in Dallas ISD. Then, uh, we were invited to come to Fort Worth ISD. We are currently in two, um, middle schools in Fort Worth. We are going to expand to five middle schools next year. Uh, we were in, um, One location in Dallas ISD last year, now we're in three locations, and we are a little different because we don't own real estate, we don't have a building, Uh, we work with community partners, so if there's a community, a youth community center like Frazier Development Center or TR Hoover in East Dallas, then we will go and say, hey, can we enhance your program? Can we work with your program on reading and math and STEM and STEAM and, uh, you know, bring what we do to the children that are already attending? And so it just really works out. We partner with each other. It reduces the cost for each, you know, one of our um, uh, organizations. It's just being a good steward of our donors. And it's really also uh, very important uh, that the kids stay with people that they trust and that they know, and that, you know, that are in their neighborhoods and that they're, you know, that we can build those relationships with, with their parents and with their teachers and the administrators of those schools. That's really important.
0: So I, I, I love that. I, I'd like to go back to something because I made a note and I put a big underline under it. Um, it's all about making the kids believe in themselves because um, I, I've been around you know uh, sort of at-risk kids and doing different programs and everything and that's one of the biggest things that actually is, is the is the hurdle is to get them to believe in themselves. And what I'm hearing you say your program actually starts to say, yes, I can do this because, once they start to understand, because there's nothing more frightening than looking at a book and not understanding what that book even has to say, because, and they feel insecure. What you're giving them is self-confidence and giving them self-belief. And I applaud you for that. And so I love that.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Absolutely. One of our big um, sayings that we have is the power of yet. I may not be able to do that yet. But we're going to find a way Um, working with our middle school students, especially some of them were very uncomfortable reading out loud or they were very uncomfortable writing. So we brought in a um, a volunteer who was an ex uh, NBA player and he came in and told her story and he wrote his autobiography. And with those kids during that semester, they all wrote their own autobiography. We called it the book of life. It was the book of their life. It was amazing. They all got up and read their own books. They, you know, were were able to write in cursive, all could use correct grammar. It was amazing. But it was all about them and how, you know, they can be successful. And so it was just really, really a great thing to watch.
0: Fantastic! Oh my goodness, that—that that, that is a—I've not heard that done before. That was—that was a first for me. That was excellent, excellent.
1: We've never seen it either, but we like to do. we are a little innovative. So uh, we like to do things that uh, we, like I said, we learned how to listen during the pandemic. So we've been listening to our kids more, listening to the parents. What do they need? What will they respond to? And our kids, we like to we do say that they're at risk, but we like to say they're at risk of becoming great. They're at risk of becoming a doctor. They're at risk of becoming changing the world. So that's what they're at risk of.
0: Yep. So um, I, I love that. Now I've got to, I, there's, I couldn't leave this conversation without talking about this. I mean, I'm going to let you explain what this event is, but I was like looking at this and it was making me hungry, even, even reading about the event. So tell me about this, this event that's coming up and I'm going to give, I'll put a link on the the, the blog to, uh, to actually uh, get the listeners to sign up for it. Tell me about it.
1: Well, I'm so excited. I, you know, every year, uh, nonprofits have either dinners or galas, And I promise you, if I had to sit through another dinner, I didn't think I was going to make it. So we decided that we were just going to do something that was going to be fun and different. So chef Trey Wilcox, who has a, a cooking concept, um, location in Plano. Most people do not remember. Well, they might know. But, you know, he was on Top Chef and Top Chef Champion. And he was on the team with Kent Rathburn that beat Bobby Flay in Iron Chef America. He is the best community person ever. He is helping us put on what we call the Celebrity Chef Smackdown. So he called up two of his friends, John Pazar, who started at Turtle Creek Mansion, who's also been on Top Chef and Casey Thompson, who had a had a restaurant in Fort Worth, also worked with John Tazar at the Turtle Creek Mansion. She's now in California. She won um, the Top Chef Top Chef Champion. So they're going to come together. So if you think chopped meets iron chef, this is what this competition is, is about. So they're going to come together. They're going to have a competition. There's going to be some hurdles that they're going to have to overcome. And uh, there's going to be some celebrity chefs that are gonna name the winner based on their food. However, the audience gets to to vote on the People's Choice Award. We have this big like WWE kind of belt that that the winner gets. They're gonna come back next year and defend their title. Uh, It's just going to be great. Plus, after the competition is over, then Chef Trey and his kitchen are going to provide a four-course gourmet meal. Unbelievable. His food is just unbelievable. We have Sencora tequila that is coming in and doing some signature cocktails and a tequila tasting with our four courses. And then we are also going to have like an espresso martini bar. We have our kids coming in to do a special performance for us, and we also have, um, you know, just some other things. We have kids that are we have an art show that's put on by the by our children, and then we'll have a wine pool and some other things. But it is going to be so much fun! I'm so excited! I cannot cannot wait for this event. So when when is that going to happen? It is October the twenty second, and it starts at five pm. It's over at nine. It's on a Saturday night, and it is in Chef Trey's cooking concept, which is at 8200 Preston Road in Plano.
0: Fantastic. Well, you did a a lot better job than I would because, I mean, (laughs) I I was reading it, and I was thinking, no, 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 no. I want Janie to tell us all about it, and you're as excited as I was excited, and you're involved in it. This is
1: going to be so much fun. I cannot wait.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, well, Janie, I, I really do appreciate you joining me this morning. Um, what a great organization, New Horizons, and uh, you know, as um, as we just talked about, it's about the kids, isn't it? It's about the it kids. Is, it
1: is. We yeah. are all here because of the kids and how we want to give back to the community. We're all. Yeah. We just want to know how can we serve and how can we help. That's really why we're here. Well, they're, they're the future. They're the future of, of, of
0: where we're going. And, uh, you know, hey, I need as much help as I can when I'm older. So I want these <laughs> kids to do really well so they can they can be there for me. <laughs>
1: I'm with you on that one. I really am.
0: <laughs> well, Janie, thank you so much again for joining me this Well, oh, thank
1: you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Of course, that was Janie Bordner. Uh, She's the executive director of New Horizons. And um, I'm going to put all the information on the information below this podcast and the video here. And then, of course, the link to that great event, uh, because I think it's uh, a smackdown. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's going to be great, great contest and uh, great uh, interaction there. And it's all for a great cause, as you heard. So, as I always say, go out there, have some fun. But make some money because guess what? It's business, business class news. That's what it's all about, isn't it? But have some fun and be safe out there. So until the next time, goodbye.